Welcome back. It is day 10 of the Black Jackson Estate presents the 12 Days of Christmas, our Christmas special. Guys, day 10. That's that's amazing. First of all, you guys have no idea what we have gone through to make this thing possible. If you only knew. <laughs> Somebody sing a little bit of that for me. I'll do it. If only you knew. That's okay. How much I do, Lord, It sounds like Ashley requested for you to stop. Sorry, I was petty. I'm not ready. My voice not warmed up, but next time I'll be ready. You won't ever be ready for that. Not mm-hmm. that song. I feel like, but you're supposed to support me. I support you. Thank you. That's so, why I wouldn't leave you out here looking crazy. But you just did. No, you put yourself out there looking crazy. I was trying okay. to say yeah. bring you back in. I don't feel that. I didn't feel That's it. All right. Dog is still here for <laughs> We're at day 10, folks. And you know what that means? That means that we've only got two more days left. And that's really, really a bummer for us. It's sad. We could talk about Michael all day, every day, probably. We've only got two days left. Mm-hmm. But the good mm-hmm. side Michael, of- I'm booked. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm booked. Not every day. He can't have every day. The good side of having only two days left means that it's two days till Christmas. So we really hope you guys are ready for the holidays. If you're celebrating Christmas, even if you're not celebrating Christmas, we hope that this season gives you a chance to really embrace the people you care and love about. Day 10, what are we talking about? We're talking about none other than the Jackson's last studio album released in 1989, 2300 Jackson Street. What an album, a very special album, because it became the first album that Michael and Marlon did not appear on as a part of the group. They only appeared in one song. And so it was really a coming out album for the Jackson brothers outside of Michael. And we wanted to take an opportunity to talk about that album, its impact and what we liked about it and what maybe we didn't like so much about it. User 1.5. How you doing? Hi, hello. How are we are on the 10th day of Christmas? We're two days away from actual Christmas. And uh, I hope everybody that's been good has their stockings out and ready for their gifts. Amen and amen. And you know, if you're getting that cold, and if you listen to our other episodes in this 12 days, you know, if you're getting cold, plus a pair of overstock Billy jeans from LA Gear, you know, if that's what's coming for you, you know, if you've been good. User two. Have you been naughty or have you been nice this year? I've been really good. It's a lot of people that I know for sure was naughty because they owe me some money. So I already know. Anybody says they've been really good, don't trust them. She could have just kept it like, I had some good days and I had some bad days. Like I did not have no bad days. I didn't do no hater shit to nobody (laughs) this year. I can say that. (laughs) Ten toes down, solid. Okay. Her, I ain't, never. I ain't. You had never had one thought this year that was a little naughty. Nah, you right. I did. We're talking about twenty three hundred Jackson Street on our tenth day of Christmas. An album with a couple of gems, none of them hidden. They're out front. And user one point five, take us on this journey. Twenty three hundred Jackson Street. Today we are talking about the Jacksons. 16th and final studio album and it was entitled 2300 Jackson Street. It was for the record label Epic 
and it was released in the United States on May 30th, 1989. This was the group's first and only album without Michael and without Marlon. First, I want to round robin for the users. What good things do we have to say about 2300 Jackson Street? User two, let's start with you. The cover. <laughs> the, the cover is it. The, the cover is very nice. It's very Jackson-esque. Anything else other than the cover? Now we have a whole array of uh, of songs that okay, were okay. Okay, songs. Included. Songs. Songs. Yes. I can uh-huh. talk to you about songs. Let's talk about the songs. I like the fact that they all got together for uh-huh. the video. 2300 Jackson Street. I love that. Yes. I think that was historic. Yes. And the video, every single Jackson that was alive at that point showed up for the video. Now, what I will say is like Michael and Janet just made a real quick cameo. I don't think that they actually stayed for the duration of the shoot. I think they came in and sat down and left what makes you think that? uh but i don't good think for them. that's fair that's a because, that's not a fair assumption now you got jermaine jackie tito everybody all about it by by a stream in the garden everywhere they all over the damn havenhurst estate and the only place we see michael and janet is in that family photo shot very briefly no they was in the um pool no they were too Okay, well, they were there for they about... was playing pool and Michael looked like he won. They were there for about 15 minutes. He didn't even play the game. He, he said, y'all go ahead and get the shots. I can go. So here's what I like to imagine happened. I think they had a cookout. Everybody showed up. They said, all right, between one and three, we're going to shoot the video. They got the family shots between one and three. Michael and Janet were probably generous. They did their little solo spots, 3.30 to 4. And then they said, listen, I got to draw the line. At that point, they both dip out. And so you have the remaining brothers on the property mm-hmm. doing what they got to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that doesn't, they didn't necessarily leave early. They might have stayed a little late. They didn't. They might have stayed a little later than they agreed. <laughs> Y'all know who wasn't in the video, though? Wasn't it Latoya? Yep. Latoya was out. Was this this was Jack time? Yeah, this was Jack. You know who else didn't appear in the video? This was Jack time. So you know who else didn't appear in the video? Giovanni. Not Giovanni. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get serious. Let's get serious. Whoever edits this has to drop it. Let's get serious. Let's 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 get serious. Marlon was not in the video. Why am I just now noticing that? Damn. Yeah. Mar- Marlon didn't really fuck with this project. And it was at Havenhurst. So Marlon's solo album came out in 87, right? Yeah, I think at this point, Marlon had probably already moved to Atlanta because he moved to Atlanta first. So this might have been a by nature of convenience. Yeah, and I, you know what I honestly feel like? I think he wanted to continue to separate himself from the family projects because he was still trying to see how he could take off as a solo and with his own 
particular projects but i don't know maybe that's not it marlon you can correct us or whatever as to why you you weren't really you and maybe you just had a scheduling conflict like you said it was he didn't live maybe he didn't live in the area anymore but yeah so latoya and marlon are both not in this video uh which is interesting because i guess if you would ask like a regular person like the Jackson shot a video and all the siblings showed up who didn't show up. I guess most people would say like maybe Michael didn't show up, but Michael actually was present for the video. Uh, so the, the album had 11 tracks. Uh, it starts with the art of madness and it ends with you. If you'd only believe I will say this album did have some have some decent writers on it. So you have uh, L.A. Reid and Babyface on nothing that compares to you. You have Diane Warren writing uh, Private Affairs. She's a really good um, writer. And then you have the Jacksons and different variations also pinning a lot of these tracks. The title track is the one I think everybody knows, the 2300 Jackson Street. And it's autobiographical for the, for the siblings and for what they what they have accomplished over the years. So user one, uh, yes, user one, what nice thing do you have to say about this album? I think that the album, I want to agree that the album cover is very nice. They're looking like some zaddies in the album cover, like somebody's fine uncles, a group of fine uncles. All of them look good. Everybody look good. And so I do think that was a good shot of the brothers. I also think the video was a nice touch because by this point we're in the 80s. The Jacksons have been with us for 20 years in the public eye. And so it was a nice family sort of a video that gave us an opportunity to see their children and to see them in a setting that I'm sure everyone has wondered what that looks like. What do y'all look like at the house? Like, so Jackie's throwing a football, they're all sitting around singing. Um, and it's just a beautiful video. I definitely think it's something that I'm glad they did. I also think that uh, the video for Nothing That Compares to You is pretty good too. It had a good, like you said, good writers on it. It's a good song. And I think those two sh songs show how much promise and ability was in the brothers, even at this point without Michael and without Marlon attached to the project in significant ways. Can we talk about how much Tito looks like Terrell on this cover? Or Terrell looks like Tito. Yeah, Terrell, absolutely. Terrell that's looks like Tito. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that definitely, he look. his son looks like, yeah, that's your daddy. Mm, TJ too. That gives me TJ him. vibes too. Very strong jawline. That is the jawline yeah. on this mm -hmm. cover. It's a phenomenal cover. He if looks great. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, it's four of the brothers from left to right. Jermaine, Tito, Jackie, and Randy outside of 2300 Jackson Street in Gary, Indiana. I like that because it's a bit of nostalgia and it's a full circle moment, even though all of the brothers are not there. Yeah, and, and you know, to piggyback on what user one said, the album does show promise for the brothers as a unit without Michael. Why do you guys think that this is really, this is the last project that we got from, from the Jackson brothers after victory? So this is the only project done, done by the Jacksons after victory. And of course it was done without Michael. Would they have been able to successfully make a run at it had they banded together without Michael in the 90s instead of working on their own projects? Well, I mean, I think that they... It's so much that went into this reality of 2300 Jackson Street. So I don't know if you guys knew this, but they actually went on a pr promotional tour in Europe for this album did anybody know that because i just found that out today 
Nobody even knew that, right? And I'm I couldn't find out too much more about that. So if anyone saw those shows, I just wonder what that was like that or what the promotional whether they performed what what the promotional tour really encompassed. But that was their first one since 78 and obviously that first one without Michael. I think that there was a hump of dealing with the reality of not having Michael. And I think that comes out in the way the label was paying attention to them and then I'm sure their own apprehensions about what they could achieve without Michael and I think that came out and but clearly they were able to get over it because they did get a budget and they did get the album out yeah and I think you know like you said the label has a lot to do with it so Jackie was quoted saying at first no one at CBS paid us any attention we come into the studio and something with something great and they'd say well we're busy with Michael right now we turned on the radio and TV and Michael was everywhere. So I think a lot of it it, 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 it was probably disheartening because a lot of their time was spent as the Jacksons or the Jackson Five and, and everybody, although Michael was clearly the star, everybody was kind of given equal, um, the, the, the group as a whole was given equal attention by the, by the, the studio because without the Jacksons, you weren't going to get Michael. Once Michael went solo, it was probably really disheartening for, for the boys. And it's probably similar to, uh, you know, like everybody on TikTok's doing the whole Justin Timberlake was pushed by the label and JC Chazé was really the, the voice. He didn't get as great of a run because Justin Timberlake seemingly at that time was the whole package and was had better crossover appeal. So I think that for them taking that time to explore their own projects and then coming back together was what they needed to do. But I think too much time passed in between and the, the general public grew up and they weren't really interested in the brothers anymore. They were more interested in Michael Jackson. What do you guys think? after victory that makes perfect sense right because after victory victory is the thriller tour and then we're moving into what's michael gonna do next and so he does caption eo he does he's got projects on projects he's got stuff to do and i think that they were like this is the star why are we gonna spend our money and time and energy on this package the package is done it was probably done at motown he's really the star and we're going to focus our energy in on that. And I want to get user two's perspective on Jermaine talking about some of the ideas uh, Jackie talked about concerning the concerning Epic Records in their treatment of the brothers. So Jermaine says around this time, around 89, he says initially they, Epic Records, seemed to think that without Michael, we couldn't happen. But we all come from the same mother and father. We all know the same things Michael knows. Barry Gordy taught us all the same stuff. User two, what do you think that that means or says? And do you think that this is also before word to the bad, but clearly there's some some angst building up maybe. What are, What is your thought on this whole situation, the record label, Michael's favorable treatment, et cetera, how the brothers were feeling? First of all, I'll say that comment from Jermaine is delusional because, baby, it was a lot of artists of Motown that got trained by Barry Gordy. It was a lot of artists that got trained by Motown and Barry Gordy in your house. It's only one mic, though, so relax. Here's the thing. Uh, Michael 
the way that their deal was tied together and the way that the market was at this time, Michael is subsidizing the whole record label. Everything that he's doing is kind of floating the budgets for others. So if you do a bit of research on how record companies work, those top tier artists and usually record companies will have a handful of them and then you might have like one or two supernova superstars if you can afford to have two if you got got three of them god bless you because i don't know how you're maintaining relationships with all three but that at this point michael is subsidizing cbs epic records which is later turned into sony so it's easy to go to the Jackson brothers and dub them on budget because everything at this point is funneled toward what does Michael want to do this week? What does Michael want to do? And he's got a crazier idea by the day and those things cost. So um, the label is going to pour their money into the sure thing. And the brothers haven't really produced anything to really suggest that they were going to be serious about promoting that album um and and the public really wasn't craving any of that material as it came out either so that video did not do nothing for the sales of this album the rest of the songs are all dubs like straight w dub dubs lump of cold dubs like not it's just not good but god bless the brothers and i love how Again, the video, phenomenal. Joseph and Michael sitting elbow to elbow, being a family. Very wholesome. I liked how Joe had in that all-jean outfit. Steve Harvey <laughs> thought he was doing it, but Joe did it first, baby. You're funny. With the gold chains. With the gold chains. Joe was the original. The he was original. original. He's always the original. Janet looked I think great in important. the video, too. Oh, Jan looks awesome. Reby looked great too. Michael yeah. looked awesome. They, they mm-hmm. all looked really good. Everybody I, was looking beautiful. They was looking beautiful in black. And I think that for for the Jacksons too, I think it was important to show that they were a normal family and that they are a loving family and that, you know, no matter what people heard or what rumors there were out there in the media, that they still loved each other and that they still were a family. So I, the video for 2300 Jackson Street, 100% did that for them. 2300 Jackson Street peaked at number 59 on the Billboard Pop Charts and at number 14 on the Billboard Black Charts. Users, how do you feel about how the album charted on Billboard? Do you think it was too high, too low? Are you shocked by any of those numbers? The numbers are fine. I think that's that's appropriate. I think that those are appropriate numbers for 1989. I will echo that sentiment. Totally appropriate. Yeah. Yeah, and and you know, honestly, I think it rang, uh, it peaked a little higher than maybe I was expecting because because Michael's not throughout the entire album, but I think at that point fans were already accustomed to Michael not being on uh the duration of a Jackson's album. Uh but it's a good album and like I said everybody looks great, so and, you know, this is before the Internet, so maybe people thought Michael was going to be on it and he actually was not. And that helped push the numbers, even though he was not. Maybe people thought he was going to be on it beyond simply 2300 Jackson Street. I don't know. But I think the numbers are appropriate. It's not it has some some good spots. And we're also riding on their longevity and popularity over time. I think it's appropriate. 
2300 Jackson Street had two singles. So the first one we already talked about, the 2300 Jackson Street single. The second one is a single that was written by LaFace, Babyface, and L.A. Reed, And it's called Nothing That Compares to You. And we're going to watch the video. And User 2 does such a great job at describing it. User 2, come on board. So imagine if the Jacksons were new edition. Like if the Jacksons decided they wanted to make N.E. Heartbreak. Mm. That's what this video is. It's mm. Jacksons in trench coats singing and dancing in the street. Why the fuck Randy singing into a microphone in the middle of an alley? Is that the same alley Michael was in for uh, The Way You Make Me Feel? Michael didn't have no amps, no mics, no instruments when he was outside chasing that girl. They got trench coats on. I love it. I'm here for it. I do like the trench coats. I'm here for it. I'm not going to cap. But these dance moves, I know. They are without their best two dancers at this point. Yeah, we're not. And it shows. It's too much. They did way too much. If they They're trying. Simple, They're trying. The black and white look, great. Everything else, this is why Marlon stayed home. <laughs> Randy's the standout in this video. And this is right before we get to his solo, right? So, like, he, to me, Randy's giving me, like, lead singer, um, solo artist vibes real hard in this video. He definitely stands out more than anybody else. Randy was Jermaine trying to keep up, but it's like I think I Randy love got Jermaine. you this time. He looks he great. got you this time, baby. He looks this looks like dynamite Jermaine right here. I love it. I love it. And I re- I really wish that Randy wouldn't have sabotaged himself the way he did because he really could have been an incredible solo artist. But coulda, shoulda, woulda. Oh Lord. <laughs> Jackie yeah. looking delicious though. They all I mean they all look really good. I think the issue is and, and and you can tell this is like A plus effort. They all showed up ready to do the work and they did it. It's a good video from that perspective. I think if you look at the scene in 89, this is like a B video, B. It's a solid B, I think. Um is that again, Paula Abdul? Did Paula do the correct? Oh, just ask it's like user 1.5 is committed to the messy it's like i'm asking you wake up in the morning committed to the messy <laughs> i'm just asking this looks They're very paula questions. abdul that's not a good question that is giving paula abdul because i miserable. told you it's giving oh, paula abdul vibes <laughs> looking like some i just got to choreograph nasty <laughs> girl get the fuck Anyway, he got his guitar out and his bowler hat. All right, that's what's up. All right. Well, we have unpacked comprehensively the 2300 Jackson Street album. And I will say that the 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 brothers did go back to Gary uh, while they were making this album and kind of got in touch with their roots. And that seems to be a theme across the entire Jackson family whenever they need really to just reground themselves. They go back to the house in Gary and and remember where they came from. Thank you again for joining the Black Jackson Estate for day 10 of the 12 Days of Christmas. Join us tomorrow for day 11, Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas, guys.